Good day to you. Welcome to the Path to Zion podcast. Thank you for listening. So thankful to have you along today. I'm going to let you know right out of the gate. What I think I'm going to share is going to step on some toes. I can't help it. We share out of the convictions of our heart, our present day knowledge, our present day understanding and viewpoint. But first and foremost, through the convictions of our heart as a spirit-led man, wanting to hear the oracles of God, wanting to know what the Spirit's saying to the churches in this hour, in this age that we live. And so what do we do but share out of that present place? I would say that's our best hope, that's our best shot of of being spirit-led men who speak on behalf of Yahweh God. Because as we've been talking, the theme, I realized this morning, the theme uh, over the last seven to ten days, really unintentionally, has been positioning ourselves to hear what the Lord is saying. Talked about prophecy. Talked about the word of our testimony. We've talked about um, the, the tongue and the power that it holds. So there's so much about what we hear and then what we say. There's great power in that. And so I realize that, and I, and I, and I surely take that into account, but I, I feel like there is a rightful responsibility to use it well, to wield this instrument of our tongue, our mouths, to use it well, to the glory of God now. In the middle of our potential error, lack of understanding. And I want to preface what I want to talk about this morning with this. I in no way claim to be really educated on modern events, news, culture. I deliberately try to stay on the periphery of, of information. And so I, I don't give myself to hours of looking into news and politics and culture. I believe it's dangerous. I, I, I see from my vantage point people who are very distracted and obsessed with politics and culture. What celebrities say on a matter and, and will spend unbelievable amounts of time explaining how they don't care what celebrities say. Well, friends, if you don't care, then why are you spending 15 minutes typing out a tirade on Facebook about how you don't care what they're saying? We don't want to hear what you have to say. Well, then why is everyone commenting on it? If we don't care, then why is it a main topic of discussion even by followers of Messiah? I just don't believe it has a place. I think it's wasting not just our time, it's wasting our our emotions, our energy, our trajectory. It's the patterns of the world. 
So let's operate above that, you know? Let's let's not engage in the in the dialogue of the world. The world's opinion about patterns within herself. I don't think we should engage in those circles, those never-ending circles of dialogue. We're talking about the world discussing her own patterns. It's not for the kingdom people. It's not for the people of God, from my opinion. There's places I, I feel like it would be best for us to, to stay out of. Stay within the boundaries of the people of God, the kingdom activity. Let the world be the world now, in that sense. It's going to continue. And, and, and somewhat in light of that, I want to talk about, and today is just commentary for the most part. I just want to talk about a headline that I saw and a little bit of interaction, I guess we could say. And again, it's primarily limited to Facebook. I'm on more than I've ever been on Facebook um, for the podcast, trying to get some things straightened out and figure out how to, where to post it, and all those types of things. And by doing so, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing more than I've seen before as far as what people are promoting as where their thoughts are towards um, current events. And I've just got to be honest, this is the place where I'm saying I'm going to step on some toes. Some of these things really concern me. It really concerns me what what people who and I'm not saying they are or they aren't. I'm not I'm not casting a, a broad net of judgment. I'm just saying like the fruit of what we give ourselves to should tell us something. Points of concern, I would just like to say. Not an in or out type branding of a person. Well, you can't know Christ if you do that, say that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying things that I believe we should step back and assess, which is what I'm always saying here. Can we step back and say, is anyone asking, hey, is that okay to do that? Is that okay to talk about that? Is that okay to side with that opinion or that or that uh, leaning? A lot of things just so political. It just boggles my mind how political believers kingdom people now, (laughs) how fascinated they are with politics. It's just very odd to me. When When we're striving to live under and within and establish the government of God that cannot be contained in kingdoms of men. It can't. It cannot be forced and crammed into national government. It cannot. It will not. It's in opposition. It cannot be contained within a national government. It was never meant to. It supersedes it. That would be trying to take a universe and and cram it into a a solo cup. (laughs) Impossible. But what I want to talk about this morning is, and again, I will preface this step two. I don't know all of the details of this circumstance, and nor do I want to. I don't need to know all the details, and so 
I will make it clear should anyone want to rebuttal this, which is absolutely fine and acceptable and right. That's okay. I, I, I would like to hear other people's spiritual vantage point towards this matter. Opposing what I'm going to share. That's fine. It's good dialogue. And again, so I'll say, I don't know all of the details. I don't know all of the circumstances at play in this specific incident that I want to bring up. But what I do know, the little bit I do know now, that I'm clearly saying the little bit that I know, I want to address a, I would say, a weakness in our perception from the topic as a whole. And so what I want to bring up is this, is this church shooting that I believe was this last weekend where this armed man walks into a church gathering and I guess his, his plan was to kill a whole bunch of people. Um... And so he goes into this church and, you know, his, his agenda is to, is to terminate lives. That's his whole purpose. And someone in the congregation, the little bit I read, lended itself to explain, I believe, that he was church security, which is just, oh my gosh. An unbelievable, that's an unbelievable phrase. The man was church security. He was, he was ex, ex-police, ex-military something. So he's wearing a weapon. He realized that this man was um, a little bit off maybe. No, I think noted that there's something with this man maybe to keep an eye on. And so, again, I know limited information, but this man... This intruder's coming in with some sort of an assault rifle or something and begins to shoot, from what I understand, and this this church member and or security guard guy at the church shoots him. I think shoots him dead. And I'm sure whoever's listening listening to this could school me on the details, but friend, that's not the point. That's not the point. See, this is what this is what our culture does. Well, do you know all the details? Do you know everything that happened? And we pick apart the whole purpose behind why we should examine what in the world's going on to begin with. I don't care about all the details now. And so I want to just talk about that for a few minutes from a spiritual man perspective, not influenced by the patterns of this world and this age that we live in that says, you know what, that's just a normal scenario. It's sad. It's horrible. Oh, what a sad day. What a sad day in this nation when there's shootouts at a worship service. Yes, amen, it's sad, all right. But let's talk about that, okay? Let's talk about how in the world we've got there. Now, one little bit that I read said something about it came out in the news that maybe this man was disgruntled because he had been turned away by the church. He had requested money or help or some assistance, and they, they told him no. That could be hogwash. I don't know. 
Well, why did he do it? Well, he was mad at this or he was mad at that. Okay, well, who cares? Okay? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, y'all. We're wrestling against unseen forces that rule this air. They rule the air. And so, good guy, bad guy, gun battles in the middle of the church is nothing to get excited about, friend. I have seen people that I admire post how awesome this man is as an American hero because he shot a perp- this, this intruder dead next to a church pew. Friends, this, that's what's sad to me is that this is the state and condition of humanity. But we've, we've, we have deduced it down. We have just desensitized it so much that it's, it's like I have seen people that see this as a commendable thing. How it's, he's an American hero. Now, I'm not, I'm not downing the man that, that shot this, this murderer, okay? Again, I'm not, op, I'm not wanting to operate up here on just surface level assessment of natural circumstances. I'm saying who in the world is looking at this through a spiritual perspective alone? People are going on and on about how this is the way it needs to be. Every church needs to be armed. Like, (laughs) mature, respectable followers of Messiah are saying amen. This is why the good guys need guns and the bad guys need to die in the church services when they come in. Because they're coming in, friend. They're coming in. Darkness is coming in. Oh my goodness. Are we that are we that elementary? Are we that juvenile in our thinking? Have we forgotten the scriptures? Friends, I saw I saw a man post a picture of the Hanukkah menorah made out of pistols. And the phrase, never again, exclamation point. Friends, we're missing the point. From my perspective, we're missing the point. We're missing the point of the Messiah coming. If we walk in that type of vengeance is mine, personally mine, attitude. I would say in that facet, we do not, we do not know or entrust ourselves to Yahweh. I think we're taking matters into our own hands. Good guy, bad guy. Hey, somebody's got to do it. That's what they're saying, right? Somebody's got to take out the bad guy. I'll do it. Friends, this scares me to death. This concerns me greatly permeating the, the, the church, the, the body of Christ. Those who are following in the pathway of Yeshua carrying guns, looking and expecting for people to come in that might need shot. Friends, this concerns me. This concerns me. Let's place ourselves in the temple and Yeshua's there teaching. I mean, friends, do we need to go to the Garden of Gethsemane and create some sort of a modern-day example of this exact story that has already played out? Friends, do we need that kindergarten felt board Sunday school lesson? Well, Yeshua's 
up there teaching at First Baptist somewhere USA and a man walks in to kill him and Brother Bill, Deacon Church Security, shoots him dead. Yeshua says, Brother, what in the world are you doing? I'm not going out like that. Nobody takes my life. I lay it down, friend. And he takes the bullet out of the man's chest who was killed, and he walks away. Friends, do we understand that? I mean, I'm serious. Do we understand this? From a spiritual man perspective, what in the world are we thinking? Just a little bit of verses I do know. Proverbs says, don't envy a man of violence and don't choose any of his ways. Don't envy a man of violence and choose any of his ways. Well, you're twisting that, Joel. Am I? Or are we using that in our own way to justify retaliation? Again, no one takes my life I lay it down willingly. This is the Christ man. What did we talk about last week? The revelation overcomers. The blood of the lamb, the word of the testimony, and what was the third attribute? Excuse me, the third attribute, if you will. The culmination of the man who walks with those two empowering things, those two qualities. He does not love his life unto death. You can't have my life, friend. I'm already dead. You can't have me. You can't take my life. This is not my life. This is just this little natural man that's housing my eternal, flourishing spirit man, friend. Jesus, all the time Yeshua was teaching, you've heard it said, Eye for an eye, but oh friend, turn your cheek again and again and again and again. Why? Well, because that's the path of the Messiah. It's the carved out way of the Messiah. Think of David. David is being pursued by Saul. Saul wants his head. He's going to every possible length to murder David. David's terrified, he's hiding. He's here, there, he's everywhere. He is in the cave. He could have put a knife to Saul's throat. Vindication. Justified retaliation. Hey, this man's going to kill me. If he sees me first, I'm dead, right? But David, being a type and a forerunner shadow of the Messiah, what did he do? Walked away. Left him there. The men couldn't believe it. David, you could have you could have killed him right then and there. This would be done. You would be free. What did David say? I don't go out like that. The Lord's my defender. He holds my destiny. He holds my life in his hands. I'm not my own. But we, in this current age now, we have been duped to believe by the deception of the enemy who rules and reigns the air. Hey, good guy, bad guy. Good guy, bad guy. And we've been so dumbed down 
desensitized that the idea of armed men in a worship service gathering to worship Yahweh God is right and acceptable and absolutely good. Friends, this concerns me. Oh my gosh. What world are we operating under? What government are we giving ourselves to with that type of thinking that, hey, well, that's just the age we live in. Got to do something. Oh, yeah, we need to do something. We need to stand up against principalities and powers and places unseen because, friends, that's the wrestling. That's the wrestling. Let's get real hard and precise. And, and this might be too hard, and I'll admit that from the beginning, and may the Lord correct me if, if needed. Is there anything that could have been on the front side of that circumstance that could have avoided what did happen? Is it possible now? Is it possible that there was something, some sign, some signal where this man could have been helped, prevented? That action could have been prevented if spiritual men were walking as such, saw something in the Spirit, and set that man free in the name of Yeshua the Messiah. Set him free in the name of Yeshua. And avoided the circumstance entirely. Why? Because somebody was walking as a spiritual man. I'm just saying, is it possible? Is it possible? Is it possible that if someone didn't help this man for the wrong reasons, that that could have curbed this? If someone clothed the needy and helped a man who was desperate and needed help, or if he was obviously not questionable, sure thing, mentally unstable, well, what's mental instability? It's oppression. It's possession. It's sickness. It's disease. Do we know the healer? Do we know the name above every name? Friends, we've got to look at this stuff as spiritual men. We've got to think straight. We've got to spend hours of prayer asking the Lord to use us in the intersections of our life. Be alert. Be aware of the enemy prowling around, seeking whom he may devour. Yes and amen. Will he use men? Yes, sir. But friends, we cannot, man, we cannot simplify this down to good guy, bad guy. Well, the bad guys are coming, so the good guys need to be prepared to shoot them dead. Seriously. Oh, man, this, this gets me. This just really gets me. No one takes my life. I lay it down. And so, okay, so the perspective is, well, people were saved. This man's actions saved countless lives. Agreed, yes, that's factual. But again, from a spiritual perspective now, if we're talking about regenerated Christ men and the honor of laying our lives down for the name above every name, although the perspective starts shifting a little bit. The definition of what's honorable starts changing a little bit. Now, according to the natural, America... Patriotic Christian America loves heroes. They love men taking a stand. They love men taking out the bad guy. Friends, we have to step back and analyze what in the world, where does that land in us 
as kingdom men, as men who are aliens and not of this world now, not Christian American patriots. They are not the same. They are not synonymous. And I know this is hard, and I know this lands in a sensitive place in a lot of people. But, but y'all, we have to listen. Yahweh is not seated upon the White House throne. This nation is a speck of dust in His sight. We need a kingdom perspective. It is not up to us to pick off the bad guys and let everybody cheer and exalt us to some place for doing something, quote, good on his behalf. I believe it's time to be spiritual men who operate in places unseen, who are wrestling with unseen forces and kingdoms, domains of darkness, but man, it's not going to be according to the natural. And, and friend, an AK-47 is not going to stand against the darkness and domains that rule the air. We've got, to, we've got to know our weapons. Our weapons are what? They're not natural? Our weapons aren't natural. Then why are we cheering natural weapons and natural responses to spiritual problems? thinking of David saying, you train my hands for war, my fingers for battle. Yes and amen. But friends, Yeshua came and he made it crystal clear. Look, your life is not your own. If you're going to follow in my way, you lay it down. Lay it down. Good guy, bad guy? No. I would believe a modern day parable for what this patriotic American age needs to hear is Jesus would say, hey, you've heard it said, good guy takes out the bad guy <laughs> I'm telling you lay down your life friend lay it down that is what declares to all the heavenlies all principalities and powers and rulers of the air Yahweh God is exalted because he was he was branded on that man his banner was under Yahweh he was in the path of the Messiah nobody took his life Nobody took it. You cannot take it from me. I lay it down. Put your sword back in its place. And I know, man, that scripture, well, then why did they have it then? Oh, you know what? Why we want, I've got to bring this to a close. Why in the world do we want to justify violence? Let's just leave it at that. Why do we look for ways to justify violence. I'm talking natural now. Natural violence. A response to violence with violence. Why in our hearts, right? In the hearts of man. Why are we pleased and justified to execute violence in response to violence? I'm asking you if you're a spiritual Christ man one who's born again, born of the water and born of the spirit, and you say you operate in the kingdom unseen, yet here, how do you justify that, friend? 
violence for violence. I do not believe it's a kingdom attribute. I do not believe it is found anywhere in the path of Yeshua. I don't see it. Nothing in my heart can find a place in it. I'm not anti-gun. I have guns. I have guns for animals. My son will not even point a Nerf gun at your son. Do you hear what I'm saying? Imagination, play, is practicing for real life. And we are in a culture where shooting is recreational. Games where you shoot other human beings in pretend land is in every household for the most part. Well, I'm not shooting a real man. I'm shooting a zombie. But in most cases, you're shooting a real human being. We have been desensitized. The church has been desensitized and she operates in the thinking and in the patterns of the world. The world says good guy, bad guy. That's common moral sense in a natural perspective. Friends, I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you. Do you really walk in the reality that no one takes your life but you lay it down? Friends, I'm telling you right now, and I'm going to close this. And listen to what I'm saying. And this may hold no weight, and that's fine. I'm a stranger to most people that would hear this. If somebody walked into my house tonight with a gun and said, I'm going to kill your wife, and I'm going to kill your son, and then I'm going to kill you, I'm telling you, as sure as I'm sitting here in this truck driving, I would say, so be it. My life, friend, is not my own. Yeshua, the Messiah, purchased me. I am his eternal possession, and so is she, and so is that boy. Our life is in the Messiah. And I would tell him about the supernatural work of joining into the death of the Messiah. I am joined with him. I am dead. It's no longer I that live. Do what you will. Now, would it be hard? Would I have to fight my carnality, my flesh, man? You better believe I would. I'm not ignorant, friend. I'm a 46-year-old grown man with a wife and a son. With a very strong will of self-defense. But you know what? It's in the grave. It's in the water. It is not up to me to decide. I'm not the good guy looking at a bad guy. It is not that simple. That is natural perspective. The spiritual man knows we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Any man who's carrying out evil on this earth today, it's not just bad guy syndrome. Culture today, poor upbringing, he's angry, he's, he's disgruntled. He needs taken out. That, I'm telling you, that's, our, that's the Christian perspective. The Christian American patriot perspective that I have seen and known firsthand myself is that man deserves to die. And I will be a good guy on God's behalf if I take that into my own hand and execute by my very hand. God will be pleased. Friend, I'm telling you, if that's your perspective, you better get before the Lord and be sure of that.
Otherwise, I think we risk, it's the world. We're responding to violence with violence. Will, will there be violence in the kingdom, friend? Well, no, we're not there now. We're here in the natural earth. Oh, I know. Trust me. I know. Okay. On earth as it is in heaven. Was that your prayer today? On earth as it is in heaven? If that's the posture of your heart, is good guy shooting bad guy? Well, there are no bad guys. Okay, see? So I get the argument. But friends, why are we looking for reasons to justify violence? Even in retaliation and what we deem rightful action. Friends, where's the spiritual men? Where's the spiritual men who say, you know what? My strength is not in a handgun. My defense is not in an assault rifle. Oh my gosh. The Lord is my defender. I'm his possession. My family is his possession. You can't take them because they're not yours to take. We are already his. I, I don't get it. I don't, under, I don't understand it. Maybe I'm strange. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not above that. But man, right now, present moment, I could talk about this for the rest of the day. So let me just bring it to an absolute conclusion with a question. Friends, is there anything in your heart that's wanting to return violence for vi with violence? Why is that? Why would you want to retaliate according to the same initiation of evil with violence? Why would you want to do that? It's the wise where we have to go to. We have to go to the wise. Not the what would we do's, but why in the world would we want to? It's time for spiritual men to come. It's time for spiritual men to come. Man, look at, look at, man, oh, there's not even time. The Bible is our teacher. We must learn. We've been told we've got to learn. We can't justify in our own ways, even if we think it's good, because culture has told us that. Culture has told us, you take care of yourself, friend. Nobody else is going to. Stand up. Be a man. Defend yourself. Friends, that's what the world says. That's what the world does. And that's why we're here. The patterns of the world permeates the church. Wake up, church. Wake up. Shake off your slumber. Shake off these patterns of the world and say, no way. I'm not going to be controlled by the patterns of the world. I'm not going to respond to the world according to her ways. Nobody takes my life. Nobody takes my life. I lay it down. Amen.